And I think we, as we as black people, I feel, are so focused on keeping people out of the yard that we not acknowledging and addressing the motherfucking snakes that's already in there. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And that has become a part of our culture and, and, and accepted in a way that we just continue to propagate, which I thought was real fucking dope. And they clone Tyrone. Absolutely. Because this, the shit was deep to me, dog. I feel like mm-hmm. it's the crux of the movement. Like, I, I, I feel it is the, the, the movie did a great job of the mathematical, you know, um, equation of this hood shit that we do, that we accept, that we make conscious decisions of. Mm-hmm. There's the outside influence that puts us in this pen this this area to only do that amongst ourselves and the the total sum of both of those together is you know what can happen or what is happening and that vicious cycle you know that mentality let me say that the the sum of both of those is that quote unquote hood mentality and 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 i would use programming <laughs> more so than mentality. Cause I feel that that's literally what the fuck is happening, bro. I feel like we are getting programmed a set of value systems, beliefs, perspectives, and mindsets out the factory based on what this force is, is has set up to propagate through specifically just the images of us and the value systems that we hold on to, and then the tools that they use for that shit. So, can I add one more piece to the equation? Go ahead. That's not in the movie, but that if we translated the movie to real life, I'll put, you know, us in that confined space, the people who made the space, but there's one more plus, and I will add for all things and all purposes, the algorithm equals mm. the end result, right? Because we can't, social media is part of that, that thing in the middle that we were talking about, the, the outside force. But I will, I will tell you that it has been, because I personally, I've been trying this for the last four months. We, I, I told Brocky about this that I was trying to change my, my virtual algorithm. I just wanted to see other things on my timeline, mm. right? And what I thought I had was pretty positive as it was. You know how difficult it's been? Like I unfollowed certain people, unfollowed certain pages, unfollowed things off my uh, YouTube to change my algorithm on what shows up on my regular homepage. And because my friends didn't change them. There you go. Mm-hmm. There they you go. They still show up. Yeah, it don't matter. As if, and, and when I say they, they show up with regularity over the things that I just added in. Yeah. Because they, that's so cold. Let's start the joint. Let's do it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. 
what it is to say, to know how to keep Welcome to another episode of Tune the Fort. Some stuff has changed, some stuff is staying the same, but I got my brothers with me to celebrate this new episode. I just got married. I've been out of the loop for a minute, fellas. Yes, sir. But I, uh, I'm back, I'm better, I'm committed, strong. Gave my life to this woman. Glowing, son. Glowing. Yeah, Glowing, yeah, yeah, yo. Yeah. Appreciate that, brother. Yeah, hey, and salute to y'all for being examples, bro. I tell, I tell people all the time, dude. I tell people all the time, your circle is a reflection. But you got to choose, man. Like, you got you to gotta choose something different and the world will give it to you. Mm. I, I didn't have the universe will give it to you. I didn't. When I was choosing what I was choosing, the universe wasn't giving me brothers like y'all. That's not to say that the brothers that I have in my life didn't right. have value and are beautiful and, and, and purposeful and, and have significant meaning in my life. It was just what I wanted is what I was being given in that way. Right. And I didn't have men who were married, men who were and committed relationships reflecting back to me what that looked like and, and, and everything, man. How'd your brother put it? Said something to the effect of, we're basically in the fourth quarter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Like when we look at life and, you know, where you think uh, the mid age crisis is supposed to happen or, you know, you're in that midlife, the midlife yeah. crisis. Yeah. We're actually in the fourth quarter. And in the fourth quarter, you don't, you have the, uh, you know, the players that's going to help you win the game. And in, I am thankful game. to yeah. be in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. with Brocky hey. from Brocky Does. Please check this brother out. He is doing anything and everything he feel like doing. Yeah. And so follow him, connect with him as he goes on his journey doing whatever the hell he want to do. That's what Brocky does. That's what, does That's what Brocky does. <laughs> That's what he does. I got the the speaker, the 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 updated Barry White of Anti Slight. <laughs> Joe Sampson, the brother is a thinker, he's a philosopher, he's a husband, he's a father, man, he's a community guy, he's a he's a beautiful human, man, in every sense of the word, brother. And I am so thankful to have you in the fourth quarter and to be here today to talk about this topic. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. That's- I'm happy we were, I'm glad you, you uh, brought this up, man, to Listen. chat about this topic today, man. Very it's, interesting uh, thing. Yeah. We are here to talk about cloning Tyrone. Mm. Now, I didn't know what the movie was going to be about when I watched it. Yeah. But I've been getting some mixed reviews. So it's got Jamie Foxx. It's got the Boyega, if I'm pronouncing his brother's name yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And the sister, I don't know what her, her real joint is, Yo-Yo's real name. It's a bunch of people in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it's basically talking about how they're cloning. They're, 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 there's a government, cons- not conspiracy, but there's a government um, control over what happens in the hood and, and, the, and the tools that they use to keep us in a particular position. And, and I thought it was a telling, telling, telling movie. But I've been getting conflicting stories from people. Some people say it's stupid. Some people say they don't connect with it. Or I, 
Are y'all feeling like that? No, I, I love the movie, right? So I watched it um, oh, you know, when it came out with the wife, and I watched it again with the wife this morning in preparation for the show today, because I knew Joe was going to watch it today, so you know, I had to be on point. <laughs> but like we kind of mentioned earlier, I picked up some different stuff. And just to piggyback off of what you just said, right? It's at the end... Are we are we doing spoilers a little bit here? Nah, man. We, oh yeah, spoilers. Spoiler alert, if man. you ain't seen it, then you, you gon' yeah. Spoilers. It was something interesting that I noticed in my second watch. One of the things was that this is a government program to basically make one race of people, mm-hmm. and so they're attacking not only the black hood, but they said Chinatown. Mm-hmm. They said the um, the barrios. The barrios. Or, yep. They said all these different so. They could make a bunch of Tyrone, they clone Tyrone, they clone Patrick, they clone Yin, they yeah. clone whatever movies, and that can apply to the maybe the weaknesses or the uh, the vulner- the vulnerabilities of those different communities. This one just so happened to be about us. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of yeah. what I picked up. I was like, wow, I missed that the first time I watched the movie. Okay. Um, but it's still it still holds strong like yeah this is really talking about us our community our environment our neighborhoods and we'll we can go into i don't want to go too far i got you what about you bro yeah i I think for me i saw on social media i actually didn't really have a a a plan to watch it yet um but when you said let's 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 chat about it i decided i was gonna watch it fresh this morning um before we before we came over nonetheless because on, on, on social media, I saw um, mixed reviews. Overwhelmingly though, there were people who were saying they, they either turned it off, they didn't finish the entire uh, movie, it, you know, they weren't um, dialed into it or whatever it was. I saw a couple of people who, who, who talked about you know, receiving the messages, you know, saying there were a lot of messages within the movie. Um, but that was interesting because of the lopsided scale. Mm-hmm. But it also felt normal to me mm-hmm. as the community activist guy. That that's my scale that I navigate through all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's my everyday existence when I'm doing my work in the community, when I'm doing my work with the NAACP, having to um, a lot of times I feel like the wino outside of the store, right? Like I'm telling <laughs> Who you. Who had the game. I'm telling I'm you. I'm putting you on I'm the te- game. I'm right literally now. telling you that what's happening. Yep. Um, and so it's, it's, defini- it's difficult watching that movie from my perspective because it's kind of one of those things like, Shawna, just 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 listen to me one time. Yeah. I'm just asking you to listen to me one time. I'm giving you a specific thing about a specific thing that's happening that will happen to you or that will happen to your child next year, yeah. this date, because city council said that. And it's like, ah, you know, that's all right. <laughs> and then when it happens, it's like, well, where are you? Now, I mean, that's that's kind of the broad scale. I'm saying mm. from from my perspective, when I watched it, I walked away with some of that feeling. Okay, you know, as the um, I think the movie was fantastic. I did, I do too. I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic, and I can't wait for us yeah. to really dive in to the things that we saw. 
So I thought the movie was, I thought the movie was amazing. There were some holes in the storyline which I extend grace for just because of just what all the other gems were that you were able to pick up on off of the joint. So in typical tune the fork fashion, I would like to take the movie and elevate it to a point that allows us to turn it around and move pieces around so that we can extract the, 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 the things from it that really truly are relevant to what I feel is like going on now. Mm-hmm. And, and what, um, and one of the things that I feel, at least from a baseline standpoint, so there is this spot in Chicago, I think in Chicago, Illinois is where they were, right? They called the Glen? The, the Glen. Which was, and I don't Glen. know if it's a real place. The Glen. Okay. Um, but that's it's the a, point of the movie. It's a hood. Doesn't matter whether it's the Glen it, or whether it's it LA or right. whether it's. Good point. A, yeah. So there's a hood where, where, where brothers in the hood be and all the various things that go on in the hood. You had um, churches that are typically in the hood. You had fast food restaurants that are in the hood. You had beauty shops that were in the hood. You had churches that were in the hood, liquor stores that were in the hood, corner stores. You had dope boys, pimps, prostitutes, all the typical stuff that you have in the neighborhood. One of the things that kept coming up for me in all of those elements was culture. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, those elements in the hood were actually being dominated and controlled by an underlying force that was feeding it all of those things and manipulating mm-hmm. the people that were in it which made me want to start thinking about what we identify as culture mm. mm-hmm. as a people now. And let me look up, I'm gonna pull the definition cause I pulled up what the definition, it made me want to pull up what culture, mm-hmm. what the definition of culture is, right? So it says, culture is an umbrella term which encompasses the social behavior, institutions and norms found in human societies as well as knowledge, beliefs, arts, laws, customs, capabilities, and habits of the individuals in these groups. Culture is often originated from or attributed to a specific region or locations. Humans acquire culture through the learning processes of enculturation and socialization, which is shown by the diversity of cultures across societies. Now, What was crazy is because when you think about the dominating factors of a culture, you have religion, Mm -hmm. you have art, and under art is music, yeah, blah, 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 all that stuff. You've got food, Food. you've got uh, attire, Mm -hmm. how you dress, what your value system is for all of that kind of stuff. And these are typically the ways in which our current day culture, I feel, is identified by. Mm-hmm. And our behavior patterns through violence or a lack thereof. 
But I would say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The, I would, you said the uh, lack thereof. Yeah. Right. But if there is, so I would remove the violence piece out of it because the violence is really, is really a major factor in one culture. But when you said the lack thereof, I take that statement off the, because it not being a part of other cultures. Of, our, of black culture? Yeah. So the, the, way, the way black people process violence is different than other cultures. The way we, um, the way we respond to it, the way we look at individuals who commit it, how we interact with them during an act, before, during, and after it, is completely different in one than it is in other cultures. But that could also be just another pillar of defining culture. I, I would I would say that um, one of the I would take violence out as a pillar of defining culture and put in just the, the human interaction. Because within that human interaction, you have love, violence, absence, all these different things, all that was shown in the movie. Mm -hmm. his, his mom, his mom, mm -hmm. that, that, that interaction and lack of interaction contributed to who he was. Okay. It didn't have to be violence. The violence piece is part of the, his interaction with others. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I'm still saying it's still a part of, I, I'm still saying in terms of it being a part of the culture because there's a, there's a tie-in, even in the movie, right, with violence, music, right? A byproduct of the strip art. Strip club. Byproduct of the art, including... Um, how they, yes, people fight, everybody fights everywhere, right? So we're not talking about that level of violence because that is person-to-person -person human contact, yeah. right? Like that's cross-cultural. A fist fight is a fist fight, right? But um, there are other levels of violence that um, while they happen across the world, across the spectrum, there's no doubt that it happens predominantly in one space. So and, to and, a degree. And right? maybe predominantly is so that's a good distinction because in my mind, I'm trying to reference not what actually happens in our space, but what is propagated as to what happens in our space. But does what happen? Is this I walked away from the movie while I was driving here thinking, feeling like which came first, the chicken or the egg, with certain things. So, and that's good. That's that because, what is being sold, I feel, as black culture, now again, culture meaning music, mm -hmm. and not all of it, right? Let me, that's a, none of this is 100%, right? right. So it's, speaking more to what's actually being sold and, and, and propagated. What most of that, 
that we identify and associate with is not us. In the same way that Fontaine selling dope was not Fontaine. He was programmed to do that. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting um, mm. concept because he did it. He was doing it. He was, he was actually, to be honest, he was actually orchestrating the entire thing. Right. Fontaine or the doctor? The doctor. But, the, him. but remember, Fontaine is the doctor. So, but, Font but he, Font we, you have, we got to remember something, right? Let's take a step back. Fontaine was literally a clone. A clone. Yes. He did not have a past. No. He, did, he, did, he wasn't raised. He was made to yeah. be a drug dealer. Right. I see where you're going. Mm -hmm. So he didn't have a set of choices that he then pivoted to. He, was, he did this thing. He was, he was made to be this thing. And then after a while is when the set of choices, because he started getting presented with new, with new information. He, right. And then he, he started, left, he, right. and then he got to split. But when they said, we need you to sell drugs. So, because in my mind, when I see them saying that they're making him, <laughs> they're making, in real life, they're making people who serve a similar function as Fontaine did. Even though they may have quote unquote choices, the programming, not mentality, the, the, the programming that results in the mentality. Because I think sometimes when we talk about the mentality of that person or the mentality of the people in the hood, right? We're talking about the subsequent step. Okay. There's something that happened before mm -hmm. the mentality. I, I'm 100% okay. So I'll go with that. let's talk about the people who are underground for the Fontaine because they understood that there are these pillars, that these roles of people that have to exist within this community. And we will propagate that to those people mm -hmm. and make them feel like it's theirs when it's really not. Creating the ecosystem. Creating the ecosystem. I don't want to divert from this, but look at look at female rap right now. I knew you were gonna bring that. Sukiana. Is it not the best example? It's I, just, it's exactly uh, what he's saying right now. My my daughter Morgan and I had a conversation, and I told her when she brought it up that you and I had the conversation. Um, and Brocky does a great job one time of bringing up a conversation with Little Kim as the reference mm -hmm. about how Little Kim is who we, well, actually, I won't speak for you. You're sitting right here. Well, actually, I take it a, a step further and say Biggie created Bad Bitch Rap. Yes. Because Biggie made Little Kim and said, this is what I need you to do to make money. And she went out there and she did it. And now there's a bunch of Little Kims running around and thinking they need, need, to, need to do what she did or whatever they, they think, whatever they're doing is what she did or the ver a version of it. And it's gonna garner whatever result, which is making money. And they're doing 
they're they're doing exactly the same exact thing. All of them doing the same exact thing. What my daughter said when she expressed that, she took it one step further. And what she said is, there are women who are rapping, without using the Biggie example, she said, they're rapping and women are trying to emulate men. Because the men are the one actually writing the raps for mm -hmm. the woman. And so, you know, they're writing these, these songs, the women are performing it, and then other young people are trying to follow these, the bad bitch rapper, mm -hmm. but the bad bitch rapper is only singing a message that some guy She's wrote. She's the clone. She's the clone. Uh. <laughs> well, not so much the clone. Yeah, she's the clone. The clone she's, the, she's the clone in this. Yeah. Because the person actually writing this, the, this music. Now, yes, there are some women who write their own rap. So let's yeah, not say yeah, that, yeah. right? But for the oh, better course, most. Of course. I mean, you know, we got to say it. A lot of these dudes. Make sure we say it, right? A lot of these dudes write their own raps. Very true. Mm -hmm. but, but the thing is, they're being written by other dudes. Yeah. Right? So we're talking about having the face of women. I, I will, so I'll take it to uh, take it out of hip hop yeah. and put it in something else, right? One of the biggest issues, I'll take, put it from a community aspect, right? Okay. One of the biggest issues you see with minority um, economics, right? Is that when you have small SBE, MBE programs, the people who benefit most from SBE and MBE programs are women, right? Because they're the minority in the MBE program. Hmm. But not just all women, white, white women, women mm -hmm. right? So then you have the <laughs> white women, but when you look at the contract and who actually runs and does the business, you find that it's the guy. She's just the face to get the contract. So mm -hmm. what ends up happening is you have these disproportionate amounts of economics and, and government contracting going to white women and white men, which is at the end of the day, all white over black. But that's a, so that's what's being, that's the front facing, yeah. the public facing. The public facing for us is the Sukiyama. Is the Sukiyama. The public facing for us is the Doughboys is the preachers, the prosperity preachers and all that. These are the public, is the food. He took my point, I saw oh. that. I had this in the clip. Go ahead, go, go, go. I don't wanna go. tell you how to do this part of your show. No, go. But can we save the religion aspect? Yeah, okay. When we get to that part, well, are we gonna be there for a minute? Be so, because, because in my mind, all I saw in, and I'm, so I, I do want to break it down into, into pillars, though, yeah. because one of them, and, and one of them is the drug piece. Mm -hmm. And that's where I, the piece that I think that we're on now, at least yeah. in, in some of with the music side of it. But it's, it's what's being, it's what's being um, front facing. Front facing, thank you. So, but we still think it's us. We still identify with it. Even, and we still, because we're all, because a part of what's being front forward facing is this is empowerment. 
even at the detriment of yourself, this is, this is empowerment. And you identif we identify with these ideals as a part of our culture when they're not who we are. So I think, all right, perfect. So I think a, a, another thing that I noticed in the movie today, I think contributes to that. And what they did in the movie, from my perspective at least, is that they included different eras um, 60, 60, 70s, 80s, 90s, and now, all the way up to now. You look at this movie, you see old cars, you see Jamie Foxx dressed as a 70s pimp, you see Fontaine dressed as, as a, a current 90s dope boy. Dope boy yep. You see the, 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 the underground folks, whatever, when they come to get the bodies, they're in the modern day SUV. A brand new, right. You see Corsicas. All these old cars, you see all these different eras. And I think the message kind of was like, we've been doing this for so long, right? We've had these, I like these, that. these we had these characteristics and these bad habits and this, this culture for so long that over a long period of time, you, you, you own it. Yeah. And, and at least in our minds, we own it. This is who we are because we've been doing it so long. I think that was a message that they were trying to give on purpose. I got the same message, but I looked at it. I did catch that, but I actually looked at the, the representation of the people. Mm -hmm. So you had the mother who was in this room. And what was so interesting about it is all of her responses were familiar responses. Yep. Right? So that, so that adds to the meaning of the movie when it talks about cultural cultural norms or you used to hear the word cultural competencies mm -hmm. right um that adds to so you've got the mother then you've got her son who's doing what he does and this mentality when it comes to the programming right so you got the mom being programmed because her responses are normal but they're all based on Substance, or they're all based on things that are used to program her. Yeah. Right? Then you've got his reaction <laughs> yep. to her on top of which is in and of itself his programming of never actually entering the room. And I think that, that was so dope and deliberate that they did that, bro, because what I got from that is you don't need a mama. I can... My programming is so deep and so you cold. You don't even need her. You don't, you don't even need, need her. You don't even need, need the human interaction. Then, then you've got the kid who shows up and then they tie in this kid who does little things mm -hmm. like tell him somebody pitching on you. That's yeah. right. So you've got a kid who is inciting violence in his own area. By snitching. But he's programmed because there are moments where he's always drinking this Capri Sun. Yeah. And the second, yeah. if you notice, the second that um, Fontaine snatches the Capri Sun, he whips out another one. Yeah. So Trina, it's like a chain smoker. So, and so there you have it. So you look at, oh, man, they did a fantastic <laughs> they they, they they job on this movie. What I also noticed, bro, is when they went to Yo-Yo's grandmother's house, she wasn't there She wasn't either. there. She wasn't and they there. talked about, because there was this thing about being present but absent. So he talked about how the grandmother had ears, but they were still making a lot of noise, and you never saw any parental 
figure anywhere in any of the movie. And I was trying to understand, like, are they are they doing that because they're trying to convey like a, a, a feeling that as long as there's this like aura or this concept of this figure, that alone is enough to kind of dictate behavior. Like they don't have to yes. even be there. Yes. And I got that from the grandmother thing. I got the, the going to the grandmother's house is indicative in the culture of our ultimate safe space. Most people mm. were raised, not most people, that's, that's definitely not the word. <laughs> so let me, let me stop even before I finish the <laughs> sentence, right? Um, in our culture, grandmom's house is always the safest place mm -hmm. there is to be. Nothing can happen to you yes, at grandmom's house. Right. Right? Yeah. At all. No matter what's ap actually happening. No, at Not what? even the parents can mess with you at Granny's house. I just watched a meme. I just watched a little thing on Instagram the other day where this little girl was sitting in the bed with her mom. And the, the little girl wanted something from her mom. And her mom wouldn't give it to her. And she was like, call my grandma. Call my grandma. And that's what she kept saying. Call my grandma. And she was like, why do you want me to call? She was like, because to tell her the way you treating me. Call my grandma. And she just kept saying, call my grandma. That's right? funny. But, but that's, the, that's the, the message behind that. He goes there, but then what does he talk about? Something isn't right because there's no food here. Yeah. Your grandma didn't cook? Again, the one place that you're supposed to be safe, fed, everything is here at, which is another cultural, like there was, they were littered. Just dropped them. Just, they were all they over the place. Them. Of, of cultural norms. And that was what, was, what, what I felt made me feel so, how pervasive and how systemic our issue is, bro. Because it's attached to our identity. Yeah. We are this culture that they've created. Yes, Biggie, made, for lack of a better word, Little Kim. But he had no say-so on how much radio time she got. She, she, he had no say-so at how, like, all of that is orchestrated. Yeah, you can almost it's say- It's choreographed. He's a, a clone, too. You can pick and, and choose not, what any, all this, but it's, but it's us. And we're so focused, man, which is so cold when you think about the system. We're so focused on the white man. And there is a piece of that it's a big, I mean, that's the piece, but we can't disconnect from the cultural aspects of what we identify with to even really see the game that's being played. You know why? I will point, I will answer, not answer. I'll say they, they dropped a gem in the movie that answers that train of thought. Yo-Yo says, I grew up three blocks away from here. Mm -hmm. She is a prostitute in her own neighborhood, three blocks away. So her entire life is spent three, in this- Three block radius. Three yeah. block radius. All of theirs is. Everybody's life is within this box that they can't get out of. Yeah. We see it, we see it where, we're, where we're from, we see it where we move to, 
being not being a native Washingtonian, I'm always so amazed at how many people from D.C., Maryland, and Virginia haven't gone to date to places like Philly. <laughs> no, that are right here in their own city. Oh, when I go <laughs> home to Philly, a lot of times my friends are still doing things in the same places. So they still have the same beef with a person that they fought in third grade and we're 47 years old. But you've been able to maintain this, this anger with this person. Yeah. And both of you keep it because you see each other. <laughs> because you've been seeing each other since y'all fought that, that last day in April yeah. in 83. But you, you don't expand. And then when you go places, you only go where your people are going. Right? So, like, this used to happen in, this used to happen in Brooklyn, uh, Miami. in Miami. In Miami, every South year, Beach. Right? So you go, to, you go to Miami for Carnival. And there were, mo there were a few years where literally the entire Flatbush Brooklyn was there. Got on every plane that left JFK and went to Miami. <laughs> so you've got literally people who fought on Thursday at the corner store in Flatbush fighting at Wet Willie's in <laughs> <Yeah>. Miami. <laughs> because yeah. you just saw them. Yep. Wow. But no one ever said, well, let me go to such and such. Or let me go not to South Beach, but to Lauderdale. And don't get me wrong, you're coming there to have a good time. Right, 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 right. right but right. on the grand scheme of things, you look at their overall vision or view of the world, and those views are only of places where everyone like them go. So you've never escaped your box. How, how, ever. Deep, how deep is the conditioning that there you're you go. going to what was considered... The ocean is like one of the most peaceful places on the planet. And you're bringing that culture with you down to the ocean. Yeah. To a peaceful environment to, to have, you know, yeah. fist of cuffs. Because we're, because if we're being programmed with these things, then we don't, we can go pretty much anywhere. Because we take it, we, 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 take it with we, we take it with us. And it's familiar when we get there. It's, the, it's familiar when we get there because we're only going to places that our spidey senses recognize. You know what I mean? Like, a person, um, a person can live here. Again, I'll, I'll keep using this example. There are hundreds of restaurants in Washington, D.C. <laughs> right. There have been... Ever since COVID, the restaurant um, industry, the foodie scene in D.C. has skyrocketed. Exploded, yeah. There are literally places that I know for certain used to be a corner store that is now a restaurant. It's, they're everywhere. If you interact with, the, with a lot of black people who were born and raised in D.C., they will tell you that when they come to eat in the city, they go to, you know, if they got money or want to act like they have money, they go to RPM, right? They go to these 
major name brand places to show off that they're there. Yeah. Or they go to the black-owned establishments like Kitchen Cray or something like that. Not knocking Kitchen Cray because it's a it's got a great thing going. I've been there. I ate the food, right? But if you look on H Street, Kitchen Cray is at like 13th and H, mm. right on the corner. Fantastic spot, right? Cool. But at like 8th and H, there's like a bunch of restaurants. Some heat Eighth, over there. Ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Crazy restaurants there. You ask the majority of the people if they've been to any of those restaurants. Nah. They go to Kitchen Cray because when they post it, their friends that they went to high school with identify with that. Yeah. But it's still the same. It's the programming. It's the same thing no matter where you go. It's just they flock to the same thing. How do you... How do you change? How do you even recognize the programming? You, you. It's hard, but it's almost like there's something that's in us, right? That I feel that we know is off, and some of us can't put our finger on it. But it's easier to just stick back into the rhythm, into the framework. And I think, and I wanna, I wanna, that's a solution question that I wanna answer or, or at least explore like towards the end. Mm -hmm. Because even with the drug dealer stuff, that's a piece of it. And I wanna keep going out through them, through, through the others. I feel like our culture is killing us, bro. I agree. And, and everything they hit on in that movie speaks specifically to culture and also speaks specifically to the fact that that's not us, ours, I mean, I'm sorry. That that's, so, and music is one of them. Music is a, is a, we can't talk about what's going on with black people, bro, without talking about what's going on with music. They're synonymous. Agreed. And, and, and when we think it's not, it's a strong, it's like saying, dude, you know advertising works when you don't think it's working. That's when it's working. We know that this music shit is really fucking us up when we don't think it's really fucking us up. And we use it as empowerment. So for Sukiana, and this isn't even a knock towards her personally, because I know, she, I, I, have, I have no issues with individuals, bro, because this is, a system. Same with white people. I don't have no issues with a single white person, bro. So, but for Sukiana to exist, for Sukiana to have any fucking piece of success, bro, any, without somebody going and hugging her and saying, yo, what the fuck are you doing? We taking all of this shit down and we need to have a different kind of conversation. We need to figure out something that's going on. When we see her, we should see somebody online cutting their wrist. Mm. In the same way we would want to respond to somebody who was inflicting physical harm to them is the same way we should see her. But because it's so normal now, mm -hmm. it's just, oh, well, that's just what that is. We don't even, we're not even 
shocked too much anymore, bro. And that, to me, is one of the reasons why we know, how do I say it? Yeah, I'll just stop there. So let me ask a question. If we're talking about programming, and since we're, we're now discussing the music art pillar, yeah, right? Music has been a major part of culture for blacks since the beginning of time, mm. right? And, I, and, I, and I'm saying that as far back as a simple drum yeah. in mm -hmm. Africa, right? And so music is our culture. It has... It's a part Music of it. Music is a part of culture. It's a major part of culture. Yeah. Right? And I believe that every culture has music as a form of its language, its cultural language. 100%. At some point, our music changed. Right? And this is where I'd like to believe that when we look at these individual pillars, that there are moments where they bleed across each other. And when does that happen? How does that happen? Right? So I, I honestly believe that the crack era had a monumental shift in our culture and cultural norms and everything, every single pillar of culture and you and know it created a line in the sand and you know what what, what was what was coming along along coming up along with that i feel in tandem tv but yeah. like yo mtv raps like the like yeah. mtv and the, being able like, to see it. like being able like there was a because now you can start associating products and 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 lifestyles across large across um a, a broad area while we run dmc got adidas right like people like oh we can start associating product and all of this kind of stuff and propagate it because before then there wasn't large amounts of access to images until that period of time but, but think about the overall the vast majority and, and I'm, I'm saying this, I'm asking, I'm actually asking this to you both because um, you all, you both are music people, right? Mm -hmm. Like generationally music, you know, intergenerational music people. And so if you, if you look at, if you think about the crates and the music that you listen to, the language of music in, in the black culture changed drastically. There were hints of drugs, there were hints of violence. In the but, music itself. In the music itself, yeah. right? But it was a hint, right? For the mass, vast majority, music has always been a language of your culture. And we can follow through the, you know, from Slavery days, those songs that they sang to freedom, you know, Jim Crow era songs, 
songs of the 60s, you know, that type of music. And then post-crack era music, right? And, and the language of the music. You got to think, so do you want to you start on it? Hey, I want to ask, I know you ask, you're asking a question, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to I ask a question as well. Um, do you, so our black music and drugs have had a relationship, a strong relationship since what the, you would say the sixties? Yeah, yeah. Or, or even before with like bebop and all of that before because the, they was all wilding. Right um, now, it might have not come out in the lyrics, but mm-hmm. black music, the culture of black music. So let's dig drug uh, the subculture, right? It's all dr- drugs. Jazz is heroin. It, yeah. Without that, no if ands or buts about it. Without that, no if ands or buts. It's not enough for discussion, right? Um, and we're talking about. Um, you know, LSD, big mm-hmm. time in the 60s, mm-hmm. stuff like that, Jimi Hendrix and all that. Um, is this a, a I crawl so you can walk type of thing when it comes to drugs and music? Does that relate? My question to you is, does that relationship with drugs and black music relate anyway to the success of this crack era music no. What, the, do you see a relationship? I do. Relationship? So what I, how I view it is it's always been our, I keep saying it's always been our language. So it's always been our way of um, telling stories, right? Telling our um, realities, all of those things. And so it's, it's like when you have something that, functions, it's, it was already a, a cemented in culture. It's importance, right? You, you think about gospel music, what it means to the black church, and we'll get to that in a little bit when we talk about that. But from the mu- musical perspective, you think about gospel music in the black church is, is almost as important as the sermon itself, Yeah. right? So much so that for a long time, Preachers almost melodically sang their sermons. That's right? how they so, closed the joints up. Right. So, so there is what music meant to the what music means to black culture is important because when something monumental shifted in the culture, right? And I'll just use the crack era as an example. It's important to the its importance to the culture didn't change. It's just what's now being said or done in the music. Factor that plus, at that time, we not owning any form of labels or being able to to really um, have control over what is put out is adding to the, adds to the programming. And then you have the, in essence, walk so they can crawl, I mean, crawl so they can walk later on. And not, not really crawl so they can walk, just the evolution of what music became. But Joe, you gotta... Hip hop. I don't think we, I think we're underestimating the power of media. No. And what that means. Even though Miles Davis was on Heron, bro, there was, it was not on TV. I'm saying, was, I'm saying the media perverted what was already there. So and they gave they pushed that now. But 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 there was no 
the media, so how do I, it was there, but it wasn't like an association with it. So, and it wasn't, Miles Davis did drugs. All of those dudes did drugs, but that wasn't the music. Let's, let's take it a step further. They didn't do drugs. Some of them were addicts. <laughs> okay. right? so, because that's important to harder. note, right? right. The reason why that's important to note is because it's one thing to recreationally do some drugs and then make some music, right? There's another thing to be an, an addict and, that, and the things that go along with it if you're talking about the role media plays, right? Because you can find documentaries, countless- um, Now though. But what I'm saying is, no, no, no. You can find countless documentaries, first person's accounts of Miles Davis being out of his mind yeah. in public, being seen as an addict, but still having this product that he gave and you had to be there to experience or that was that. But you, so, so, and that we have the gift of hindsight in what these people were doing. In real time, the average person probably didn't know that Miles Davis was a drug user. They didn't. They, because there was no media for that part. But, Unless you saw him that night that he was dumb high yeah, at the Blue Note in yeah. Philadelphia. But if you showed up the next night and he wasn't high, you still got an incredible show. A lot of the music back then, 60s, 70s, and all the way to now, the music itself has a driving force in it that yes. can push you to include drugs into the system, yes. into the situation. That you can, you can um, listen to a, a song. You can listen to a song a, a zillion times and get high once and listen to that song and hear things in it that you never heard before. Yeah. So. I, you know, the Coke, the Marvin Gaye, and you know, all these these cats. Now I don't want to slander anyone, but yeah. these these artists of the those times, cocaine was regular. It was regular in in their lives. They cr created music while high. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that music is better enjoyed while high. Okay, I understand that. <laughs> so I, the drugs were there. The drugs were there. Don't disagree with. But that. they weren't dominant forces, and they, they weren't. weren't dominant. Points of reference in the music. I agree. I'm I'm, I'm, right. I agree. I yeah. agree. I'm just saying that it's. I don't, I'm just saying that it's not like one of these things, and all of a sudden it just peaks. I'm saying that there's a core. There's a, a, a gradual thing. I'm saying that there's a, con a connection somehow. But what did peak though is media. So that came right around that dope time. Absolutely. So when it's and they and they were able to help one another shift and go up in a way that neither specifically the music and the and the and the and the crack era in a way that it would not have been able to do were it not for media and TV taking off when it was taken off around that time because people then recognized that they could start associating product with what these individuals were doing but that didn't happen in the 80s you got, if we're going to remember the timeline to those things too. When did the, Run DMC get the Adidas contract? They yes. did, but they were an anomaly. But that's one, but, right? that, but, 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 that, but that was the first. Right, but it, it, 
what happened after that didn't happen as as quickly as we want to review it in mind. So we also so, got to remember, like it was years. You, it was it was a few years. Like Run DMC's time frame was early '80s. We're talking about '82, '83 mm-hmm. time frame, right? If we're talking about when hip hop started making its way into music, into mm-hmm. not music, into um, commercials, into product placement, right? That didn't happen until early 90s, late 90s. When was the crack era? Early 80s. We got the crack era really kicked in 81, 82-ish. And then it reached the fever pitch in like 89, 90, 91. And then by 94, 95 is when you got those horrible crack laws where the line in the sand was, if you got locked up in 92, you could go to prison for five years on, on a kilo of coke. You got locked up in 95, you are now <laughs> going for 25, right? So there's, a, there's an actual legal line in the sand that changed it from one thing to another. So, so there are two things between having, like a, having, a, having a, a contract to where you benefit and then like product placement and endorsement. Mm-hmm. Biggie never had a contract with Versace. No. But the average motherfucker knows about Versace. Through Biggie. Through Biggie. Right. In our culture. In our culture. Mm -hmm. So these, because you're not just selling a life, you're not just selling a product, you're you're selling a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You're selling like access to excess. Yeah. And, 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 and nice things. And that is a product in and of itself. I agree with that, you. That, that, um, that brands can, can, can capitalize on, but you're using that through the media. You're using that through mass communication in a way. Miles Davis had a Ferrari. The average motherfucker didn't know nothing about no Ferrari when Miles Davis had a Ferrari. Because one, he wasn't rapping about it, and then he didn't have a video where TV. he was on there with a bunch of hoes, <laughs> and it wasn't on TV. Or if he did, you know, it was just, it was just rare. Yeah. Like now, cause, so I'm going to give you a whole bunch of money, black man, to go buy all of the shit that you don't own, I'm you that money. we own, mm-hmm. and then you go out and you use this as status symbols so that other people, and then I'm going to give other people access to that money and, and so that because I want them to emulate you and then I want all of the other people who never have it, the desire to want to emulate you. And I will use media to propagate all of it. Now, if, because if the media wasn't there, there would be no benefit to me as a business person to just give it to you or to even to even care about what you do, because you can only buy so much Versace. Mm-hmm. You can only right. do so much with a Lamborghini or whatever. But if I give you a Lamborghini. And you go out and you talk about having a Lamborghini. Now, 900 Lamborghinis are sold just because you said Lamborghinis are dope. And you have no Lamborghini contract. So I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you that A, being music and the language of culture. B, being, in, in, in my example, the shift, which was the crack era. And I, and I agree with you to add a plus C, which is the rise of media at the time. But I will, I'm, I'm saying all that to say there was a, there's also a moment where it did become profitable. It didn't start out that way. 
right? Because media existed with hip hop and crack at the same time, and it wasn't it wasn't the, that wasn't what was being pushed forward. Dope dealers was oh, making more money selling dope than they were over time, right? Because again, as hip hop fans, we also remember the time when dope was infused into hip hop. Yeah. It didn't start that way. The Run DMC era didn't include crack talk, yeah. right? No, no. Yeah. At all. So yeah, I could give Run DMC some Adidas because they just talk about the song is my Adidas. I mean, in all honesty, they couldn't talk crack talk back then. They couldn't. They couldn't. Right. People didn't even. People the, didn't even. The know. law didn't even really, really realize. What recognize was crack. There was right. a period of time when people didn't really know what was happening. Exactly. It was just happening. And and that's you what know? I was saying about the time frame with with media. So so when we're looking at media's role, I will say as you know as now hindsight being twenty twenty, we're looking at these individuals who, and I hope they do it on the Supreme Team. We were just talking before this about Supreme Team, right? Where they talk about when you listen to countless interviews of those individuals, Bimmy and all of those Supreme Team guys who say, well, when the RICO uh, cases started coming down and they actually drew a line in the sand on what crack would be hit with and these kingpins started getting locked up, the other kingpins decided to wash their money through hip hop. Yeah. Right? Now you've got that and you've got, and now you've got to talk what you talk and what you see. Everybody's going to prison, there's blah, 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 all of that. Now you've got media. And there's direct relationships. Like, and I'm the rapper, you're the dope boy yeah. funding me. You're sitting here telling me all these stories of the stuff you did. And, I and I'm scribing right. them. Right. I did this and I did that, blah, blah, blah. And, and it comes out into the music. And then you've got, up until that point, you got the media's role, which is the, the baby steps. Okay, now that we've got a Maya Adidas, some of these commercials now will have a hip hop beat behind it. Mm -hmm. It won't be rock and roll selling, um, you know, or that 80s rock selling Coca-Cola anymore. There's now a little beat to it that didn't exist before, right? And so you see the growth and the emergence of hip hop, but. I, and, and none of that is accidental. It's not. And no. that's what so, none so that's of it where, was. That's where the that's where the intentional programming comes in. I, I'm, I'm I brought it up to say there's that again the line in the sand. There was a moment where dope boy rap became for these labels the thing to push for. The Pete Rock and CL Smooths the you know the the heavy d's the heavy d's all of those they can exist right they won't be the main thing but they can exist the q-tips all of that they can exist but over here now that i've got this drug kingpin who's now an a and r at a label how does that happen i mean you had you yeah you had now we're my funding bad. that my bad joe and you had guys. You had a couple of guys mm -hmm. here and there. Ice T, Schoolie D. You had a couple of guys. Anomalies. Anomalies. But and it was kind of turned to a hip hop conversation a little bit. But when NWA dropped and introduced the violence, like in the gang banging into rap, I think that might have contributed to the expanding it Ghetto did. Boys. NWA, those things. It's a different you know, time frame. That's a that's a large. Boy. It is. It's a it long is. time between yeah. those two. Yeah. And, and it nationally, is. it's probably the same time at the right because NWA is the 
grandfather of it. I will agree with you on that. Because I remember my, my childhood, <laughs> I tell the story all the time. My childhood best friend and I, I will never forget the day we got a couple of dollars. We went to Shelton Avenue to go buy some tapes from, you know, some bootlegs. He bought NWA and BWA. And I bought, and I bought <laughs> X-Clan and D-Nice. Right. Right? Like, that was the breath. And I did not, it took me years to listen to NWA because I was just like, it's just too vulgar. Like, yeah. they just cursing just to be cursing. But, like you said, that was the, that was that, the ushering of a different generation. And it goes with what James is saying, like, the media. Because that, you think about NWA and MTV, right? And, and them getting on, that their video, the visuals getting on to TV. Yeah. Like, when you saw them walking straight out of, uh, you know, straight out of Compton, yeah. crazy mother, you know, all that stuff, whatever, we were like, wow, here, this is completely different than anything we had ever seen before yeah. or heard before. And I, I just, it just feels like that, that media, and that starts the uh, numbing. Because what that, follows- That starts the conditioning. What follows NWA with media? You got colors, mm -hmm. movie Movies. colors. You got movie, now you got the visuals to go along with the language. It's one thing to hear it, it's another thing to hear it and see it. Because you got Which visuals is, that are creating villains. Yeah. That you, it, it, because it's- I agree. It's all programming, yeah. and it's all intentional. And if you and if you and if you propagate, if you create these images, associate them with people who look a specific way and who live in specific places, then there's so much that you can do there. And that was one of the things that I really saw in the movie. It's like they're so far ahead of. Fontaine just trying to live day to day and get his money from this dude over here. Like it, everything they're doing is 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 uh, 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 tactical. Mm -hmm. it, strategical. No strategy at all. They're playing checkers while the motherfuckers underneath are playing chess. Oh, no strategy on the surface. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, for, for them, them, there's no like it's just. Yeah, yeah. I just I just moving through. I just yeah, got to go to just moving just through a programming, mm -hmm. and 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 that's what I have to. The more I can keep you in those positions and play the part that you are designed or programmed to play, that gives me the opportunity to do my big boy shit back here. Yeah. Whatever, 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 whatever I deem my big boy shit to be. And you'll never know who the big boys are. Like you see me, you know, but you know, there, there are people behind me who were this go, even, even with the doctor, he's talking to somebody and saying, yes, sir. There yeah. are people above. And these people are trying to control behavior, trying to control attitudes and all that old kind of stuff. While we sit back and think that we have freedoms that we really truly don't have because we've bought the illusion. And by the time we find out, as with, so that's the other part of the movie that I, I, um, I identify with from a community uh, perspective. By the time a group of people find out enough to do something, we realize that it's been happening for so long mm -hmm. before it. So advanced. It's, and, and a lot of times, there's only but so much you can do. You can make a noise about it right now. You can try to stop it. But the machine is so much bigger that, okay, you stopped it over here. 
But it's everywhere else. Yeah. You're reacting to step three in my process. I'm on step eight already. I'm long past that. Yeah. And step, I'm so far past that step. The next step after that already had a contingent for when yeah. you find out. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm over here in step 12. You still, yeah. You're doing what I designed to happen in step four. But when, and when you have the time and the skill set and the awareness to implement strategy, you can do all of that. Think tanks and all of that, man, they got a something for the something. And this is a little tangent. Even with this alien shit, bro. All of that misinformation and all of that shit is built into the system mm -hmm. because they know the average person is going to buy whatever it is that they selling. Yeah. So, yeah, if we tell you that it's aliens. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that now. Um, I'll bring it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the names offline. Like and we sit back. We some of the stuff we just eat up like we can't. We can't buy what they're selling through these machines, man. Cause it's it's not it's not the things that serve us. And then you got people who go real far left for conspiracies about you know like you know some wild shit. I don't. Do, but you talking about some shit I was talking about. No. <laughs> talking about music. So so we so so we got the drugs. We got the we music. got the music, which are which are which are kind of intertwined. They are. They mm -hmm. are intertwined. Big time. Big time. Food. Mm. Oh. Woo. Let's get to it. Fried chicken. Which, you know, is really interesting that fried chicken to black people, fried chicken is synonymous with black people until you go to the South and you mm. realize that fried chicken is synonymous with the South. Yeah. But as a Northerner, you don't buy into that. You you are fed this thing that only white that only black people love fried chicken. And everything is fried in the South. Everything, including their love for fried chicken. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. everything, everything in the South. It makes sense though. It does. Yeah. But I'm I'm saying that to say I it goes, it ties into the media, right? There are, there's a Popeyes everywhere, right? They're, they're in the hood. They're the carryouts in the hood. Um, and not even just the hood, in neighborhoods. But in the predominantly white neighborhoods, they don't exist. No. Is there Popeyes next to where you live? Son, I ain't seen the fast food restaurant in I don't know how long. It's not, it's not there. It's not there. It doesn't there. exist. Now, that's not to say I live in the suburbs and there's a street filled with fast food neighborhoods and I live in a mixed neighborhood, you know, a, a county, right? So, but foods, sugars, all of these things, it's not so much that they, yes, they're identified with us, but they actually do more harm to our bodies than the other people who consume them just because of our genetic makeup. And we have soul food, which is what other cultures don't have. Right. And, and, a, and a staple of our soul food is fried chicken and some other stuff. They have it in the South, though, like you said. Yeah. Soul food you, down there, son? 
had some of the, we just talked about this a couple days ago. I had some of the best soul food I've ever had cooked by white people in Alabama when I was there. Mind-blowing. That's the culture down there. So, I mean, I know we speak, we, we're, well, we're from, you know, we're northerners. You're from the Midwest, but, you know, you, you're here in the, in the north as well. Um, so, you know, we're speaking for a small demographic, I think, because when, when you broaden, like Joe said, and you go down to the south and stuff, it's, it's um, soul food is just, it's just a thing. It's not just a black thing. But that's where I am going to add in when we do our A plus B plus C for each column, the, the food, but the, the B for me in that is its marriage with media, right? Yeah. And so um, how it's portrayed on, like the, the notion that black people love watermelon, right? Like how watermelon is attached to black people is one of the most obscure things on the planet and has never changed since the simple, I won't even say the mistake of how it happened. Yeah, I think it was an accident though. It absolutely was. It, yeah. was, it was literally the very, first, the very first motion picture, the individual just happened to have watermelon some black eating watermelon as he was trying to learn how to make a motion picture. That image happened since the very first motion picture to 2024. Media. And has become synonymous with With our culture. And we bought it. It has. To a point to where it's ours. But but, but that is a part of the reinforcement of how... We are identifying with this stuff that's not ours. So much so that you will, you will have black people in offices who refuse to eat watermelon at work. June, or, yeah. Or oh, a gosh. motherfucker, or somebody crazier than that, who will cut their chicken. Who will cut their chicken. That bothers me, At bro. work. Right or or, or choose to not <laughs> like fried chicken? like they chicken wing, <laughs> but I'm saying like they choose to not eat certain yeah. foods in a space where because they subconsciously they yeah, yeah they're I know a dude who won't he won't eat chicken in front of white people yeah that's wild and as a as a means to combat the stereotype. Because everybody loves chicken. It's chicken. It's chicken. It's delicious. Every, it's delicious. <laughs> everybody. We don't feel chicken. that way about eggs. <laughs> right, right. Everybody loves chicken. We don't feel and that way about French toast. Yeah, yeah. So, but there's a tie. I'm sorry, Jane. There's a tie with food too, with drugs. Sugar is one of the biggest sugar drugs. Sugar and salt. Drug. Yeah, sugar, sugar and salt. It's drugs. And, and not only um, are you getting, you know, drugs in the form of food, which keeps people in a certain mind state. Um, you know, this whole media thing also, doesn't your body release like endorphins and things of that nature? Like there's a, like a natural high that you can get yeah. from the media being pumped into your home Absolutely. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all drug related yeah. type, of, type of thing. So the food ties in with it too. And, and where he went, right? So if you look at, his 
microcosm of society that was created, right? He goes to the corner store, right? He goes in there, he buys his beer, he pours it out. But that corner store that he went to, culturally, we all identified with when we saw it on the screen. Yeah. But what's in there? It's nothing but sodas, and even the juice has all types of which, when you look at what they put their substance in, a great drink. Great drink, yeah. right? We used to have this argument back in the day about juice versus drink, <laughs> right? Like, what makes something a juice and what makes something a drink? Right. That's a good point. Right? But the reality is this drink is filled with sugar. It doesn't come from a fruit. It does not Maybe come from 10%. a fruit. 10%. Tops. Oh, a drink is something that doesn't come from fruit. Come from fruit. A juice comes from a fruit. Juice comes from fruit. That's I what like juice it. actually is. Juice. Yeah. It's the, the liquid that comes out of a fruit. But then when you go back to the generational thing again, you got the kid who pulled out. Every the time Capri you saw Sun, him yeah. on screen, he had a Capri Sun. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So a, a drink specifically for kids. A drink, yes, not a juice. Right, a drink specifically for kids <laughs> mm-hmm. that is just filled with sugar. And who was pitching everything to everybody? White, white dudes with afros. They were the managers. Yep. Mm-hmm. They was pitching the drug. They was the drug. They was the drug, they was drug deals. Oh, at the, uh, the throughout the show. The Underground. fried chicken spot. Yeah, yeah, white boy yeah. with afro. See the, behind the at the corner store. White boy with afro. See, I thought I I I didn't look at them as drug dealers. I looked at them as managers. They are managers. You're right, but I'm just I'm just boiling it down a little bit. At the end of the day, they pitching this all this nonsense. The mm-hmm. stuff I got you. About, I, I, yeah, take this fried chicken. Take this fried chicken, yeah. and the chicken is laced with drugs. Beauty products. Boom! You went right there. I was just thinking about that yeah. part too. So, the woman was in her hair. A woman was in a uh, beauty shop, mm-hmm. and she was complaining about her job mm-hmm. being a teacher and how they were cutting her pay and how she was having to come out of her own pocket. Mm-hmm. And then they were putting that, uh, the perm relaxer stuff in her head and then she started to relax. Yeah, maybe I'm just tripping. Maybe I'm just tripping. Yep. Maybe I'm just tripping. What I liked was how they waited for the tie-in for Yo-Yo until the end. Yeah. Remember, Throughout the movie, she was unaffected by all of the stuff that was happening. But, well, no, because she started laughing at the the chicken. chicken. The chicken. But at the end, when she took her wig off, like, she wasn't affected by that because she didn't actually get... It didn't touch, it didn't get to her body. Yeah. the, The relaxers and everything, which I... That woman, that woman on the in the in the chair with the relaxer and the hair product, is, you know, the segue. I I believe is is one of the segues to the religion conversation about how you know it um its role in culture and its role in their ecosystem, right? But I did think it was dope the the whole concept of every aspect that alters your mind or body, right? Mm-hmm. There's, the, there's the natural movement, natural hair movement mm-hmm. that leads you, know, leads you back to the idea of um, not perming your hair because it is an assimilation 
perspective. You know what I mean? And and um, what was the word he said about that? Let me look that up. Assimilation is better than annihilation. Yeah. And a part of what we're trying to do, whether some of us want to admit or not, is assimilate to a large degree. Yeah. A part of the system and a part of what it means to live here, I feel, is that. And it's and what. And there's an underlying knowledge that we can't fully assemble. No matter how much we want to assimilate, we still black. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's a part of where the doc was going with all of it to eventually get to that point. And that's where I think, this is a second, let's hold that. Because I, I, I do think I want to, because there are the pillars which were Food, music, drugs. It was music art. Music art. Art. Thank art. You. Thank you. Music was just a part of it. Yeah. Um, beauty or like yeah. you know like attire. Because to me though that that that's what like the beauty piece was. Yeah. Um, and how you how we which is a part of how we dress. I was just about to say so and and, and Brock did a good job early on by by pointing out the uniforms, right? Like the pimp. Yeah. The the seventies the pimp yeah. uniform. Mm -hmm. The <laughs> yep. the nowadays dope boy uniform. uniform. Right? The he had to have certain things on. He had to have a hoodie on, right? Like, like jacket, hoodie. Yeah. So so let's round the pillars off with religion. Because mm. that was the biggest one that, that was that was a, a one as well. And um, what were y'all thoughts about that piece of it? As it relates to the movie or as it relates to our... Just both. Both. Um, they did a, you know, the trap house, the trap house and the church, right? Those were the, uh, the, the entry points. And the, uh, so the trap house, the church, and the, uh, the corner store slash liquor store type of thing. The entry points that they showed into the underground... Um, facility, right? Mm -hmm. And at, for, for me, it might sound controversial, but all three of those are trap houses. Mm -hmm. They're just all trap houses. Trap house, church, and what was the other one? No, trap house, trap house, trap house church, church, trap and house, the, and the corner and that, store. And, and the corner, corner store, store okay. Trap house, in this regard. Because if you go into that church, they were feeding the people the, the juice, mm -hmm. figuratively, the literally wine. and figuratively, yes. Yep. Literally and figuratively, right? Fe feeding them the juice, um, it showed how in the church that uh, in, in our culture that how church is used as it's, it's like almost like a drug as well because they're using it to hype people. And what are they using to do that? Music. Music, mm -hmm. music and melodic speaking. All music. You know what I'm saying? They're hyping people and, and, and in that, within that hyping they're, co they're collecting the bread you know what I'm saying, and they and they're dishing out the, the uh, the propaganda mm -hmm. and whatnot. So yeah, that's a good point, and I liked how you said all three were trap houses because I think a part of where some of us going is with the hair care products. I felt it was like trying to subdue them in a way, which I feel is what sometimes happens in church. If you got bills due. 
Don't worry about it. Give it all to God. If you're having a real messed up time, not try to get out of your situation, not take control, but mm-hmm. just relinquish all of that to something bigger than you who understands and knows and who can help you make help you make sense of it all. Yeah. And that was and that's been my experience with church. Yeah, that was um something that I recognized in church um at, at a young age and then a, the religion aspect of you know our culture and stuff at, at a young age and I and I um pushed back on it. Um it's just um and they showed that they just did a good job at showing the manipulation. This is I, I, how much of the, of the the black hand is involved in this piece in our culture is my question. Really, like we really this is something that we uh, you know we pulled from you know, back in the slave days, right? This is where this was introduced to our to our ancestors mm-hmm. and this 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 church and whatnot. It's on. It's just like there's a, a liquor store on every other corner on every other corner is the church in the black yeah. Yeah. right so um man how much of this have we how that ecosystem is it self-contained at this point like from the viewpoint of the controller the person that's looking down on this whole system is that ecosystem self-contained it, it is because when you have the vantage point that i feel they're talking about that they had in the movie a self-contained ecosystem Mm -hmm. everything has a part everything has a role so all of the pieces that we're picking apart are just portions of a larger picture that they're using to conduct these experiments Mm -hmm. and they're elements of the truth because i think this is important you mentioned earlier when we first started Everyone has music. Every culture has music. Every culture has certain types of foods, right? Mm -hmm. Every culture has religion. Mm -hmm. Every culture has attire. Every culture has art. Every culture has all of these pillars. Mm -hmm. My question is, why... are the elements of our culture being elevated to the degree that they are. That's not the accident. It's, it's a, it's, yeah, it's on purpose. It's, it's not so, an accident at all, in my mind. Absolutely, it's one, 100% um, intentional. It's, so I'll say even for religion, looking at how they piece, piece it into the, into the movie, I was in church last Sunday which was interesting. I mean, I, I, I will watch church online, but I watch church from a different perspective a lot, right? <laughs> um, but what I've always noticed is the difference in black and white churches. How they worship, how they deliver the message, what they say, all of that. When you listen to a lot of religion from a white church, and then return to religion from a black perspective, it's always, it's a big noticeable difference. Mm -hmm. And one of the immediate noticeable differences 
is how in the black church, there's, not for all, but I will say, there's, there's this theme of the church being a coping mechanism. It is for you to endure whatever's happening to you, mm-hmm. to hold on because joy cometh in the morning, right? Hold on. Your circumstance that's happening to you right now is not the end all be all. It will get better, right? And so, but what does that do? If you continue to only hear that message, you look up and you've been holding on to these things that have been damaging you or hurting you or telling you to just keep the status quo and maintain while this program, it's, it's a major part of the program. It's like me punching you in the, in the rib every 15 seconds, right? And then after five days of punching you every 15 seconds, I tell you, listen, I know it's going to happen every 15 seconds, but just hold on. Yeah. At some point, <laughs> it will stop. I hit you for 15 seconds, you have a kid, I keep hitting your kid for 15 seconds. Now I'm hitting both of you until you die and I'm still hitting your kid for 15 telling seconds. Him the same That's thing. telling him the same thing. But then what I'm also telling you is that if you are no longer here after these punches every 15 seconds, that you'll receive something at the end. Yep. Your glory is over here. Yeah. So keep taking these 15 second punches. That way when you die, the 15 seconds that you've been punched won't really mean anything because you'll live eternity yeah. in greatness. Right? That's interesting because when you when you go to a white church, you never hear that you never hear it said to you like mm-hmm. that. It's a different yeah. perspective. Yeah. Every religion, God, deities exist across all cultures. Why is it so prevalent in the black church? And I say this as a believing Christian who goes to church and listens to church regularly. Doesn't stop me from asking this question, right? And that is, why is it that we interpret it that way? Why is it that we, why is it that we as, as the black community hold on to the ills that's happening to us or see the programming, right? Or feel the results of the programming, yet we, because of our circumstance, we accept the other, not accept, we're programmed, right? And religion is the, is the form of the programming to just continue to deal with it. That's how that that's how that was taught to our ancestors. That exact concept. Yes. You are going through this. They, and they use thing. religion specifically yes. for that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you're going through this horrific thing. And what you're supposed to do is follow these words that I inserted in this book, but I won't tell you that. And that says to just endure and have faith and there's something greater. And 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 that and it's literally like your example literally goes down to their children. The children showed it over hundreds of years. And that's why I feel they were saying, we've got to remember, man, 
at least in the analogy of the movie, those people were clones. <laughs> yes. The preacher was not real. The drug dealer was not real, bro. The pimp wasn't real. The pimp wasn't real. And the, 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 the pimp, the drug dealer. She wasn't a clone. She wasn't, so the, the, the pimp, the drug dealer, and the preacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were weren't, clones. They were clones. Mm-hmm. So the, those are people who, and, and, and he wasn't just a drug dealer. He was like a leader of like some drug dealers, right? So at least the impression that I got, like yeah. he ran a crew. Mm-hmm. These are people that have influence over other, other people. people. Yes. Yeah. And they're important to clone. Yes in our system to give us shit that we don't actually own but to make us think we own it yeah yeah i get your point and to keep the ecosystem alive to keep to To keep the the ecosystem functioning that way at every way you turn you are getting the same message in a different manner right it's 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 i mean (laughs) it's programming at the end of the day like we keep saying because think about it, if, and, and this is where as the, as the community activist, I usually have a lot of issues with church because there's, there was a drastic shift in church, right? Okay, we had, there were, you had the way it was given to us as slaves, right? By the individuals who removed things who had actual slave Bibles, right? Mm -hmm. You give it, you you think about how preachers, black preachers, were the only slaves for a while that were actually permitted to read. But they could only read the slave Bible that they had to preach from, which was teaching all of the slaves to just hold on and endure it, right? Obey. Then after Reconstruction, we have our own places. A lot of times the churches were places where people met. And then religion started to take a bit of a shift. It became a place where the people said, hold on because this is happening to us. And oh, by the way, we're going to do something about it. Right. And this is where we're going to plan to fix why we're coming to church. Today. You get a lot of people, a a lot, a lot, a lot of churches that have gone back to the slave version of religion Mm. and not the Jim Crow era version of religion where it is hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll do something over here to have you guys work out every now and again. We'll do maybe one or two financial literacy situations, eh, just because it's the buzz thing to do this year, right? But we are not actually addressing the things or the people who are doing the programming, right? Or the rights, they're not, it's no longer being married together. And I'm finding so much of it now. We'll do the black and the white church. My issue with the, with the white church, especially these churches now that have a lot of mixed congregations, they touch nothing, absolutely, positively nothing about the plight of the individuals 
that are tithe-paying members of their churches. And they can't. They can't. No. It, it, in, the, in the same way that the drug dealer can't tell you that you're addicted to these drugs and they don't serve your best interests because they are all I'm dependent upon you to play this role and, and because I've been placed to be dependent upon you to play this role. So as long as we, and this is why, this is why, the, this is why the system is so genius and sinister at the same time is because religion people are going to talk about religion. The artist is going to talk about the music. They're going to talk about freedom of expression and all this old fucking stupid shit that don't mean mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. The food people are going to talk about health and whatever and, you know, being, living, eating good, working out, you know, doing your facials. I saw your video. Okay. Pause on the facial. Yeah, 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 my, yeah. my bad, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> glowing out here, son. My man, glowing. glowing Cheeks popping here, and shit. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, what was the other one? Um, Art, religion. Yeah, so, so all mm. of the people who have a stake in that pillar will speak from trying to address the ills of that pillar. Yeah. And the managers love that. They love for Christians to talk about what's going on in this church or that church or what mm. preacher is doing this or that and the third. I'm distracting you from what's really going on. Get the people hyped. Like, and I'm, I love that. If you get, get, get emotional attached to whatever, even, and I'm only using this as an example, even on, uh, um, community activist standpoint, this doesn't mean we don't do what we're supposed to do. We're all being, we're all doing the best that we can. Absolutely. Right. Let's get that out the motherfucking way. And we all are being compelled to do what we're compelled to do. So to that point, we should do that. But when you really want to know how far the rabbit hole goes, bro, you don't want to know how far the rabbit hole goes. You, you, because in the movie, the guy said, I want you to do what you do best. Mm -hmm. Look the other way. As a people, not just black, whatever, we are good at looking the other way. Everyone. We do that better than anything else. So, because the problem is too big. Because if you really want to know how far the rabbit hole go, man, if we really wanted to know, we'd blow everything up. We, or we would be working if we really wanted to address where they were, Fontaine and, 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 and Yo-Yo was and those people, if we really got hit with that realization, we couldn't do what we're doing now. We couldn't have kids, but we couldn't go to work tomorrow. Right. No, it's on. We couldn't, I couldn't look for a new car and do video. Like, everything we know is over. Yeah, those things are minuscule at that point. If we really pulled the veil back, so all we can do is really address what we're doing at this point to the degree that we can because the rabbit hole just goes so deep, man. It goes, it goes so deep. But one of the, one of the underlying um, points I, I left with 
in the movie is how it ended. Not so much how it ended in terms of, you know, literally how the movie ended, but to your point, when you have everyone working in these individual silos, that's just that. The grain never filters over to each other because the grain in this silo is only for this silo and that. Mm -hmm. But at some point, there's someone who sees that if all five of these people got together to talk about the ills that are happening within their individual spaces, they would find the common denominator. And when they find the common denominator, those five people will work together, right? To get to the to the the wizard behind the 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 door that's that's running. The issue I find is that these five people come together, right? But these five people all have an ulterior motive to be the Fontaine who has that conversation, right? Like everybody wants to be the one that said, I got it done because I had the access to that conversation. Instead of saying, these five people come together and let's figure this out, let's stop the programming, let's take the plug out, but then what do you do after that? But they don't even want to work together for it. So, so if you gotta, there, there, there's, I don't see five people coming together from the five individual pillars. I see a person recognizing deeply what's happening underneath that's affecting mm -hmm. the five pillars and we look at that nigga and say you wowing he's the guy sitting outside the, the the old man sitting outside the store no 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 the modern day term you know who he is alex jones he's the he one look crazy right he, he looks look crazy. crazy bro he looks like the because that's what we do we either ignore the person we either ignore them or make them look cuckoo as shit. As if they are extremists and are completely on left field. But even if we agree, even if you find enough people to agree with the proverbial Alex Jones, right? Mm -hmm. And say, I mean, let's not even go to Alex Jones. Let's just look at Dr. Sebi, Sebi yeah. with his perspective on... Wild. Wild. Right? The media... Led you to believe that he was just, I mean, not even led you to believe. Like, actual government entities campaigned, they put a campaign campaigned against, against yeah. him, right? And all he was saying was, eat something that grows out of the ground. If you are from this region because your genetics are this way, you shouldn't eat the same food that that person eats in the region over there because the food was made for you to sustain where you're from. Yeah. Like that's how your body acts, right? So yes, people will think that that individual's gone too far, they're cooped. The government will add to it our A plus our B, yeah. right? Because there's, there's the A plus the B that, that, that matters. But in that, but he's, at but, some point, but he can't do it by himself though. But he's he, a, he needed that army in the movie they needed those people, the, even the rivals, to join crews to come together, to go down there, to break shit up. But they didn't. But see, 
I'm <laughs> loving this. Go ahead. Man. That's why. So, how do I? Sebi was a pillar. Individuals within pillars are going to look a certain way. Yes. But if even if you're trying to address a pillar, you're not addressing, you're not addressing the underlying systemic thing mm-hmm. that's impacting it all. Because a part of this is our culture. This is I, I, I feel like this is what I feel really impacted me greatly in the conversation. Is it's everything. Everything. Every single thing. What do you mean? The the way we dress. Okay, yeah. Everything. I don't think you need people from the pillars to to come together to have conversations to change things. We're not we we're you need people of understanding. Like we are we are Alex Jones right now. The stuff that we're talking about on this episode right now is going to sound completely out of this world to, to people. Because people a lot of people don't think that there's a system. They don't think that there's some black hand. They just think... They're doing what they do best. Look the other way. Why do I want them to have a conversation on what's best for my culture, my, my community? You need people of understanding. But you need subject matter experts. That's cool. But, so that's all I was saying. Yeah, so I'm cool. saying each pillar has, let's say each pillar has, there's the perfect example. There's the Dr. Sebi, Sebi for the, for the food, right? You need him, right? At, but at some point, go ahead, let, let, me, people, let me not interrupt your people point. People from the pillar, are y'all talking about people from the pillar? Like these pillars that we're talking about, these are people with understanding? Within the pillar. Within the pillar, yes. People with understanding though. Yes. Not yeah. people, not clones. Yeah, people, yeah. not clones. Okay, not clones. okay, yes. my bad, my bad. I'll take it back then. I'm simply saying what I found. Now, 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 mind you, a clone could, could a clone could elevate to understanding, mm-hmm. but, but, but if, they're, if they're just operating in their he clone did. capacity, then they, they, can't un, they, they can't move, I'm going to say they can't move past it. They're not even in a position to have a, a broader conversation. Right. Past, past what it is, right? Because Absolutely. I, because I think that was like, he woke up every day with a story, bro, mm-hmm. that wasn't real. It wasn't real, right? Like when he said, "I didn't even have a brother." I didn't even have a brother. And like, then Jamie Foxx was like, "I never actually won Pimp of the Year." Right. Bro, <laughs> right. Think about this. Something? I was never a slave. I was never a slave. Right. I was never, I was never, I never encountered the life experiences that my society says I should be responding to in the way that I do. Right. But I have this idea about it based on the programming and based on the cultural values. Black people got to vote a certain way. Black people got to think a certain thing about white people. Black people got to say black lives matter. Mm-hmm. Like these, these are things, I don't believe all of that. I don't agree with most of it. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in my fucking circle of people, I got to get in line. I got to get in line. <laughs> I got to get in line. Even if I don't buy into it. I can't tell people, I can't be honest with some black people. Every, I can't be honest with some black people and be like, motherfucker, you are the problem, not white people. Yeah, you can't. That's that's just um, 
that's the fear that's instilled. That but I gotta buy, I, yeah. That but you can, and you can, and you just risk a lot of things by doing it, by 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 speaking out against or speaking out for what you actually believe. But 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 my, but but I'm also acknowledging that I've got a story in my head that's not real. Yes, that's that, real. That, son. that I gotta be honest about. I but I know it ain't real. So I think I think. That's you made a great point. Um, I think one of the things that I, I find interesting about that is about what you're saying is that sometimes people say the opposite of the things. Like you, you mentioned, you, you know, the 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 program, you gotta vote a certain way. You can't, you know, you can't say that you are the problem, right? And when we, when we say you are the problem, then you get, and I'll use Bill Cosby as an example, right? There are people who hate it. There are black people who hate Bill Cosby because of his infamous speech, right? At the awards, the NAACP oh, the, awards. The dirty laundry right? speech. The dirty laundry thing. And there's that concept of not airing dirty laundry. And so then you say that the counter argument to that is, well, then when do we say it? Yeah. When does when does Bill Cosby say to a room full of black people that, hey, you need to get upset when a person uses a elementary school yard to sell crack? Now, today, we have laws that say <laughs> you can't sell crack in a 200 yard radius of a school or that's an actual you know, offense that you have to, right? But when he said it, that law didn't exist. And black people were upset. Now, he said a lot of other things, don't get me wrong. Talk about pulling your pants up, right? The, ish, the argument of when are you allowed to at least say to yourselves, you are some of your problem. It's not only the white man that's doing this to you. And that is a conversation that I believe always needs to happen. And they can happen concurrently. They should happen concurrently. What tends to happen, I found, is that people have the other side of that conversation as, um, as a response to the white person is doing this conversation. Meaning, if I say, the system or, or, or like I said with the MBE conversation, right? That white people, uh, white women benefit the most from it. We need to change that, right? Then your response, you can't, you shouldn't, you can do whatever you'd like, but <laughs> you shouldn't use that very moment to immediately respond by telling me black people don't know how to work together. <laughs> well, that ain't got nothing to do with this, yeah. right? That has nothing to do yeah. with why this is happening. Yes, that is a thing happening over here. And we need to address that. And we can have those concurrent conversations. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't use that as the response to me saying this. But those are the pillar reactions. Like even with Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby is referencing a pillar, even in his response to what he's what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And this is what they love because of how Absolutely. it is separated up. 
Like, yeah, man, tell them niggas to pull their pants up. Yeah. That's how you fight it. Somebody <laughs> says, oh, yeah, stop white women from getting access to, to SMB loans. <laughs> we got the whole game locked, son. <laughs> it don't matter what you do. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the, 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 and that's, again, I want to make sure I'm, it's not a knock at anyone's response to the conditions that we did not create any of this, right? So we're, re we're reacting, we're responding to what we've been presented with. But it's important to remember, and I'm glad that the dude said it in the movie, this shit, bro, is an experiment mm -hmm. as a whole, mm -hmm. right? And so, regardless of whether we see it playing out in that way, that's what this whole joint is. And the assimilation over annihilation is true. It absolutely is. But we're not going to assimilate fully because we can't. We can't. But we, we've, we've, we've also, it's also part of the game. For instance, if you look at the 80s when white flight happened, white flight happened in the 70s and 80s, but why? Because the system created this space that everything existed inside of, mm -hmm. right? This ecosystem that just basically fed off itself. In feeding off of itself, everything went to shit, right? Your schools went to shit. Your living conditions went to shit. All of that went to hell. Now, I get a good government job, yep. <laughs> right? A black man moves to DC, he becomes mayor, and he tries to even the playing field. What do, what do I do now? I'm a, I'm a father of two daughters with a wife. Am I supposed to remain in my ecosystem or do I go where the ice is colder? You do, you do what you... I need my children to have the best education. Do they stay in this ecosystem or do I assimilate? And with love, that's why he says, do what you do best. Turn yet. We have to, bro. We have to. But we've got to be clean about that as a part of like just this shit is wild. Like in the deepest of the deepest of the deep, right? And we just all doing the best that we can. Because even with what you're saying, we're speaking from a national perspective. Block City Street. When you're when you're the manager of a planet. Mm. Things like that are so trivial. Like what happens to the East Coast for a global manager? It's a small thing. It's a small thing. Now the people within that who have to get from like DC to Columbia, yeah, that's everything for them. But that's a tactical move based on the grand scheme of the 100-year strategy that's being deployed because this shit is an experiment yeah. that, that 
that I felt was really, it helped me put into perspective a lot of what I've been attaching my identity to. And I've been trying to understand and make sense. It was good to see it in the way that they cloned Tyrone did it. I thought, and it was intelligent. It was exaggerated and it was a form. Some of it was literal. Some of it was um, uh, figurative. figurative. Yep. And I liked how you could actually pick and pull between the two. And even the, even the like you were trying to assimilate with biracial and people coming in from other countries and all of that. There is an attempt to do that. But I'm certain in their projections out how we're spending money, debt, value of the dollar going down, us losing our respect. This is what we're seeing that someone higher has been factoring in they want you to see for it. the last 10, 15 years. You know what I what I hundred years maybe. I, I mean I'm just throwing shit out, but I'll also add that another piece of the movie that I that I took, if we're translating it, is white people play a part as pawns in this game also, yeah. right? We always look at the chessboard from the black side of the board. There's a white side of the board that has the exact same pieces, the exact same pieces. So if I need black people to do this on one side, I need white people to do that on the other side. Mm -hmm. It has to happen. There's no... Who, when you say I, you mean the managers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. From the perspective of the, the person that's, that's, the, the, that's creating the program and running the program, the managers, right? Like, it, it all goes into play. And, and that brings you back to, um, you know, examples of, of even... So, let's... Again, I'll go back to slave time, right? There was... And during Reconstruction, after slavery ended... What was the first thing that they found? The first thing that they found was that the poor blacks who were, who were just slaves and the overwhelming majority of poor whites realized that neither one of us have anything, mm -hmm. right? So what should we do? How about we band together? But the people who had the most said, wait a second, this ecosystem doesn't work right if both of you band together to turn on me. Yeah. So here's what we'll do. We'll create laws, actual laws, that say any black person in this country is still below the poorest of the poorest white person based on skin color. Because there has to be there has to be a hierarchy. There has to be something in order for someone at the top to control it all. And the hierarchy also has to be, uh, the best way to bring people together is through threat, through fear. Absolutely. So I'll, we'll bicker amongst each other as Americans between Democrat and Republic, but your Russian ass ain't coming over here and talking shit. Right. Because we'll, we'll, we'll band together. Right. As so much as we disagree, we'll band together to talk about Russians. Right. Yeah. So the, 
there has to be layers to the threats. And then what they you what they this is at least kind of like what I think. And then they'll use those layers and those identity associations to pull the thread and to manipulate based on whatever it is that you want to do. Absolutely. So, but it's it's still it's I'm saying all that to say a lot of times when we have these conversations <clears throat> about blacks and our ecosystem, mm-hmm. we give we have a tendency, not us in this room, but we have a tendency to give more credit to anything white, even in these conversations. That's true. And we have to make sure that we also remember that they they have their own levels of being a pawn in the game also. And what and, and it's and it's hard to have that conversation, bro, with black people whose one hundred percent identity I'm black, right? But that ain't my I'm not a, I'm not attached to that in that in, in that way. I understand that I'm black in the world and there's there's a there's a way so in which that shows that. up and people respond. Mm-hmm. But I also know that that is a tool used to divide people that we did not create. Very true. So how do I look past recognizing that that is a tool that is used to also see someone's humanity? Even though I can still be this black person, I can still connect with someone's humanity across from me and, and, and to see them as a human as opposed to, as opposed to a white dude or a black dude. That's, a, that's an individual yeah, characteristic. Through understanding. Yeah. As an individual. That's an individual characteristic. But, you, but, but the that's, average... That's intentional. But, but, so I struggle with conversations of, with black people about that because... I feel we're conditioned to wrap all our shit up in being black. So in every lens, including this is one, including how we vote, bro. Mm-hmm. If you ain't voting Republican, if you ain't voting Democrat, how are you voting against your best interest? Tell me what the fuck my best interest is. <laughs> right. can, can you can you can right. you tell me what that is? Or, or, or are you assuming you know because of my paint job? But I. So that's an interest. So yes, you are 100% correct, right? Because at the end of the day, there are no permanent friends, just permanent interests. Right? There you go. And so even on Capitol Hill, right? Democrats, Republicans, they vote their interests. No ifs, ands, buts about it. And a lot of times that is not in the interest of the individuals, the, the, the constituency. Mm. That is at that level. However... I will also say that at a local level, which usually feeds up to the state national level, is where that matters the most. Yeah. Right? And so that is a lot less party affiliated. So when a person tells me that they don't vote, right? For and we just that a person says they don't vote, okay. You can give me the the fake cerebral answer of, you know, it's just one side versus the other, but they all doing the same thing. I got that. I got it. But there are some things that you care about. So what do you care about? Right? So don't tell me I vote my interests. Well, then tell me what your interests are. What I find is a lot of times that is just a cop-out for not wanting. Yeah. That is doing what you do best. That is, yeah. the, that is the textbook answer for I'm going to look away. Mm. I don't want to actually have an issue. What is your issue? 
right? If you if you if you don't want if you say I vote my interest, tell me your interests. Tell me your top three interests, and tell me the top three people who speak to those interests, and then tell me why you're voting for them. And but the average and the average person who's even so the average person who's even telling you you're voting against your interest can't do that. The reason I am, I am the vice president of the Charles County NAACP. You know how I joined the NAACP? Not because I was just looking for stuff to get into, because I kind of was, but not that. There was a school board election. I researched the candidates for the school board election. My kids were in elementary school. So what was my interest? The people who sit on the school board. One of the individuals on the school board, running for school board, said that he was a member of the Charles County NAACP. I said, that exists, let me go find it. The rest is history. How did that happen? Because I actually had an issue and I was going to vote my issue. What percentage of people do you think have that level of detail about their voting? I don't think it's a lot. It's very small. Single digit percentage. <laughs> okay. You know why? You can, you can look at that in the way that people vote. For instance, 90, and this is an actual statistic, mainly because I do political action for our branch and I run the voter registration stuff. Over 93% of the residents of Charles County, Maryland, right, are registered to vote. You can, you can go right now to, to Maryland.gov and look up that statistic. And when you look up that statistic, you can now go back and look at every election in the past 20 years. Less than 35% of registered voters in Charles County have voted in every election, including the presidential, including the state and local, including the year that all you had to do was take your ballot and walk to the end of your driveway and put it in the mailbox. <laughs> no more than 35% of registered voters on both sides, Republicans and Democrats, voted in the election. If you remove the presidential election, you think the number would be lower? It's the same as crossed. That included presidential, state, that included every two year, the every four year, every election, in the past 20 years has been less, no more than 35%. Oh, so that's not the average? No, no. Okay, okay, None okay, of them have, okay. The average is between, well, it's between like 32 and 34. Okay, I got so you. So nothing's been higher than 35%. Huh. Now, you ask somebody, they're gonna tell you, well, this side, that side, yada, yada, they don't take my interest. Well, what's your issue? What's your interest? You telling me of all of these elections, not a single person, spoke to either one of your issues or interests? If you tell me you voted Republican, but you didn't vote Republican, you voted for that person? They just happened to be Republican? I got no beef with that, man. Have you ever voted Republican? I have not. And, 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 and so- I voted for an independent before. So in all the times where you reviewed a Republican, you haven't, none of them, none of them have aligned with something that made sense to you? They did. A line or two, but not overall. So the Democrat in your analysis has always aligned more. More is the operative word. Okay. 
It's the lesser <laughs> of two evils for me. I got you. But the reason why it's the lesser of two evils for me is because whether I vote or not, someone's actually going to do that job. Yeah. They're, they're going to be there. So I, what I appreciate is that you at least, so you're open to voting Republican. It's just Absolutely. that a Republican, a Republican, a Republican hasn't There's shown up. There's a scale with, with issues for me. All of my issues go on the scale. Who votes? If, if there's ever a day that a Republican tips the scale on that side, then they will absolutely get my vote. But there isn't a single election, especially for me, because I do all of the um, candidate forums. So I'm actually asking the questions for, for representative of our community. But a lot of times, I'm going to throw my own questions in there. So you answer, you're answering both sides of the aisle and a specific question to an issue that matters to me. And how you answer that is how you get my vote. Simple are, as that. Are, is this conversation saying that <clears throat> voting politics is part of the answer to, to this, uh, this whole thing that we've been talking about? No, I'm, I'm, it, we, it, talking? It, it came up as a, as a perspective of people doing what the, the emphasis of doing what you do best, turning the other. Turning the other That's the, an interesting thing, though. Because they did not reference politics, no. which which you didn't until, need to until now. I didn't know. I didn't rec I didn't pick up on that. You know why you didn't need to reference politics? Because you referenced everything else that guides the decision making. Everything else, people vote. A lot of those who vote sometimes don't. Church guides their right their moral compass. A lot of times is what supposedly guides their vote. So identity politics, the ecosystem, the ecosystem says you live in here, you're black in here, you're a Democrat. If you're not, right, like you were saying, if you're not or you have any opposing view, even if you're not actually a Republican, hell, the majority of people on this planet are actually independents. They're not one or the other. Hmm. They're independents, but they won't. But the ecosystem doesn't allow you to think outside of it. It doesn't even allow you to challenge the little things. So you end up voting how you vote, which is another, which is another spoke in the wheel of, of uh, you know, the control mechanism, the and, programming. And that's a good segue, man, to wrapping this up because that's beautiful because... How do we create space to have independent thought and not feel compelled to replicate like ideas or thoughts that are being propagated through these pillars that we have? Because so much of what I feel is being asked, asked of us is as difficult as it is, it's possible if Fontaine could do it, right? As difficult as it is, it's possible. And that is to break free from some of these things that we associate so strongly with in our culture. To be more independent in our thought about what that means or how to even look new ways of even seeing the enemy, for lack of a better word. 
Because there's shit going on in our culture, bro, that's wild and off that should not exist. I think the first step um, in that process is self-awareness. Uh, self-awareness first. Uh, I don't know. That just happens. But what I mean is recognizing in yourself and myself those things that I am identifying myself with that I shouldn't be. Um, and breaking away from those things, right? Um, establishing my identity. Who am I? I am not the range, right? You know what I'm saying? You know, black culture, we are our vehicles. I mean, you know, breaking apart from these things. Then um, communicating, man, communicating like, like we do with our village, our community. Um, you know what I'm saying? And just kind of like advancing this, this ideology that what, what we've been taught um, is you, don't, you can do that, but you don't have to do that, right? The white fence and all that other shit, whatever they taught us, whatever. The American dream, right? Yeah. What is the real American dream? What is the universal dream? Like, think bigger, right? They don't match. They don't match. They don't match. <laughs> they don't match. Mm -hmm. They're not even in the same conversation, to be honest, right? But your universal dream is maybe different than mine and different than yours, right? But the American dream we've all been taught and it's, it's bullshit, right? So just sharing this with our children and speaking to our friends, establishing our village, this village mentality that I incorporated from our friendship, is it's huge for me. And I don't, a lot of times, I don't reach outside of it. I'm working on that. Cause there it's gonna go. take my lifetime just to yeah. get that strong. And then we got branches off of our village, man. He got two daughters, I got a son. You know what I'm saying? We got branches that they can hopefully have their villages and, yeah. and share the, the mentality like, yo, you know, you don't have, I don't have to follow the shit that they're saying in rap music. I don't have to um, wear jewelry or big jewelry or spend all my money on, on these things and just to do what I see in the media and to keep up with social media, the things I see these people faking like they have, they don't actually have it. You don't have it, you're killing yourself trying to get it. Mm -hmm. They got a loan to get it. They're directly, they will loan the money to go buy those fake jewels. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you gotta break apart, uh, away from that shit and establish your own identity, get your self-awareness and share that shit with your village and build your village. That's it. All the other shit. <laughs> don't, me? I ain't concerned. What about you, man? Um, I think, nah, I think. I'm different from that perspective because um, first I'll say, as a person who strives to do this outside of the sphere of my influence, right? I, I My ecosystem is what it is, right? And so, um, I'm never scared to have these conversations inside of the ecosystem because that's just what it is, right? Yeah. Like, um, and so I actually use these conversations inside of the ecosystem to sharpen my discussions when I go outside, right? Um, I also know that going outside, it took me some years to understand it, but I definitely understand it that the 80-20 rule exists, right? 20% of the people 
are going to do 80% of the work, especially when it comes to um, when it comes to social justice or any of those type of entities. When you talk, when you're talking about speaking to the community about things, speaking for the community about things, it's always going to be 20% of the people, if that. Podcasts and, and platforms like this allow us opportunities to reach more people, but it's still the same result at the end of the day. And so I often have had conversations with Brahi about how, like, as much of the work that I do or we do, um, I probably will never see the end result of that, right? Because as hard as I'm working on this side, somebody working on the other side of the chessboard, yeah, right? But you can see incremental changes and advances because I'm falling into step five and six and they're still into step 20, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but it, it still feels that way. I would say um, that you never stop having the conversation and you never stop finding a way to have the conversation with people who aren't like you or don't think like you, right? There's a way to have it. There's a way to broach it um, with those individuals and be able to discuss your differences, set a stage or a table for, for non-retribution of, a, of, mm. a, of, um, of thought. That way you can both in that safe space share um, and then whatever comes of it comes of it. But being able to do that and having experienced it in a different in a number of different ways and different times, um, I think that's the best you can do. I I still go out and try to get people to vote one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. I don't tell them how to vote. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's a thing. NAACP is non um, uh, political affiliation. Yeah, right. We are issue driven. This is the issue. Whichever side chooses to back that, then go with that. And I say we from a branch perspective, but Joe, who does more outside of that than NAA, that's me, right? Like, I'm going to have a conversation with young people in school and black kids and tell them not to do this. Yeah. Right? I'm going to tell them you are acting the ass because you're acting the ass, not because of anything else. Yeah, that ecosystem exists, but you are also making a decision inside of that ecosystem. Because someone is telling you, someone is showing you that, that what you're doing doesn't have to be done. And so um, I use the example of, of our kids, right? Like um, uh, me raising two daughters is different than Brocky raising a son, right? Like the pull, the influence, and what happens is different. And I remember we had a conversation where our kids don't have to look at success through, through the negative eyes, right? Like they have, everyone in their sphere has everything you think you should have to be successful. Mm -hmm. There are homes, there are top tier vehicles, there are sneakers, there are trips, mm -hmm. there's clothing, there's mm -hmm. family, there's single parents, everything is here. Knowledge. There's knowledge, everything is in there. So you never have to look out and say, I wanna do this or I wanna do that. Now, 
I can say that too on my block, but there were also dope boys on my block, right? That, I, that you had to buck up against. My kids don't have that. Our kids didn't, don't have, they don't, they don't have to look for that. So you can, you can make that, you can, of the greater ecosystem, you can create your own ecosystem as long as you're willing to look past, you know what I mean, what, what's right in front of you, grow some of your own experience and realize, oh yeah, the ecosystem is bigger than this. And I can create that for my own children that looks a lot like the majority of the world or the majority of where they are and go from there. When I asked y'all the question, I didn't even know what, what, what my answer would be. And I think through listening to y'all reminded me that um, even though the rabbit hole goes deep and even though like there's this full control or this perception of it, I don't know why I forgot that the universe is still running this shit, bro. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and God and perfection is, is, is working in all of it. Yep. And, and no matter what is coming in through the media, no matter what's coming in through the algorithm, God is coming through that shit too. Mm -hmm. You know, you're being spoken to, you're being driven, you're being compelled to move in a direction. And the relationship that you have with that voice, as faint as it may be, is your responsibility to connect with it and to get in tune with it as much as you can to, to, so that you can be of use in the way that this, this thing, this energy is calling us to do. You know, like you, you're, you're specific in your thing. You're specific in your thing and you guys are, per even though they're different, they're perfect. And everybody has a role a way to be like that in their way. You just gotta get connected to the voice. And so I think for me is just trying to be the example of that dog. You know, the world, the world, you know, my voice was so faint for a long time. And as I got older and cleared out some shit in the mental and emotional closet, you know, the voice got a little bit louder and you're like, damn, you were always in there like that? And then, you know, just being that example for anybody to show up in whatever fucking way they want to show up in. Mm -hmm. I, I want to I be of use, you know, in that way. So, because those algorithms, man, and that media and that social media and all that kind of shit can just make you feel like it just ain't even there. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's and it's there, bro. Can't escape it, man. Y'all brothers is living it. I'm living it. And, and, and you know, the beautiful part about Tune the Fork is I'm trying to highlight, and not trying, I'm highlighting people who are connecting to that voice, man. And, and the system, as fucked up as it is, they give us room to do that. At least for now. It's built in. We made room. We made room. Yeah, we made room. And I'm going to keep taking advantage of that shit. This is it, man. This love y'all, brothers. Absolutely. Same, man. Same, man. I can't say y'all love me too. Y'all just got to say same. I mean, I said it first. Can you say you love me, dog? <laughs> I have. 
I win, have, have dude. I not, you didn't say it right have now. I not before. I mean, you, I'm talking about now, though, man. You know like, I don't even remember Yo, now. Love you, son. Love you, too, bro. Love you, my guy. Absolutely. Love you, too, man. <laughs> <laughs> so demanding, yo. <laughs>